Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. The one podcast in the world that answers the only question that truly matters mm-hmm. in the world is how you get in? How you pay for my side of the finals when you can't even get in? And that's exactly where we're gonna go today because yes. guess what, guys? We are nearing the end of the semifinals. There's a yes. lot of games going on right now. There's a mm-hmm. lot to talk about. Yes. Like Lakers just went up 3-1 on the Warriors. Who would have thought yes. it? Yep. The Suns, I mean, Jokic dropped 53. The Suns still won. It's, it's, they're tying it up now. The Philly <laughs> and Celtics are tied up. Yeah. yeah. And the Heat, who would have thought that after beating the Bucks, they would go on such a run that they're 3-1 against the Knicks? Yes. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Playoff Jimmy is a thing. True. For sure. Yeah. I just can't wait to hear... What does my man Jason have to say about all this? Jason, what do you got to say, man? Man, I have... Each series has its own storyline. So, I want to see what you think. Which one do you want to talk about first? Which series are you, like, first one? The one that's the craziest to me right now is, like... The Warriors-Lakers. Like, that's okay. that's something crazy happening right now. With okay. That one. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. Right now, we're recording this on... 3-1 lead on May 9th. So, yet last night the Golden State Warriors lost the Los Angeles Lakers. Of Lakers up 3-1 in the series. Uh, the Warriors would still have two home games left, but Lakers have home court here. But what's amazing is in that game four, and I feel like you're gonna want to talk about this too. It was it came down to late game ex- execution. Yeah, and like. Because I was watching that whole game, man, and the Golden State Warriors just seemed like they had the game won the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you're watching an NBA basketball game and the other team just stays consistently, like, 6 to 10 points behind the other team, that's what it was yeah. like. Golden State Warriors kept on having the Lakers at the 6 to eight, six to 10 range throughout, like, the whole game. And it just felt like the Lakers could never really close the gap and the Warriors just... Had something going systematically. Gary Payton gave them huge minutes, fifteen points. Um, uh, that was pretty great. Uh, having him start, they were attacking Anthony Davis, putting him in a high quantity of switches and putting him to pick and roll so they could attack the rim. Like it seemed like it was the Warriors' game to win, right? And it came down to late game execution that led to the loss. And um, secondly. 
you know, shout out Lonnie Walker. I mean, that dude wow. hit big <laughs> shots. You're talking about a guy that stepped up. points in the fourth quarter. Yes. His mid-range shot that he hit that basically was the game winner. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, watching Lenny Walker step up was amazing. Uh, late game execution-wise, though, I was amazed at it because, right, like, to paint the picture, there's like 25 seconds left. You know, there's 12 to 14 seconds left on the shot clock. The Warriors are down by one, right? Yes. And Steph Curry chucks up a three from, like, the volleyball line with 12 seconds on the shot clock. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting to myself, that's the first time I've ever seen Steph Curry have a deep three where it's like, okay, you, I know you're Steph, but that was bad shot selection because all night Very they were getting selection. to the rim. He was getting to the rim and finishing all night, and they were down by one point. They didn't need three. They just yeah. needed two, right? So mm -hmm. they, if he would have gotten that pick and roll with whoever Anthony Davis was guarding, and he would have been able to attack him like usual, like they would have either came back with two, or they would have been he would have been at the three throw line trying to get like three. You know what I mean? Like that was the best thing that was working all game, and to bail out the Lakers like that with the deep three that didn't need to be shot was insanity. So you know, yeah. then then they foul Lonnie Walker, hits two three throws, and then you know there's like ten eleven seconds left on the shot clock, and then they get that terrible inbound play. I mean, dear goodness, dude. They pass in the ball, and Draymond Green has the option to either give it to Steph or attack the rim. And for some reason, he chooses to attack the rim. It was a terrible decision by Draymond because they're down by three, right? So in that situation, everybody knows you're trying to get a three-point shot. So anything that's going on off-ball, which was Clay Thompson and Wiggins doing some screens to try to get Clay open in the corner, Right, Anthony yeah. Davis and LeBron are not going to try to play the basket. They don't care about if somebody that gets to the basket and scores. So they're playing hyper-focused on the passing lanes. And Draymond Green was forced to be a passer in that situation. And it was just a bad play call. It was a bad execution. It was rare poor execution from a team that's NBA champions, dynasty. Like, they're legitimate might be the best team of the past 10 years, like individual mm -hmm. organization of the past decade. And to see them fumble like that, late game situation with back-to-back -back plays, it was amazing to me. Um, and they're down 3-1, and they should it should be 2-2. That was the Warriors game to win. Uh, another quick thing I'm going to say before I let you uh, give your take on this is, Shout out to the Lakers guys that are not named LeBron and Anthony Davis. It feels yes. like every game, one of those guys steps up. Last night, yes. it was Lonnie and oh Austin God, Reeves yes. had a 20 ball, 20 point game. Yeah. The game yeah. before, the game before, D'Lo had a 20 ball, right? Mm -hmm. Even though they lost, D'Lo had a big 20 ball. And no, they won that game where D'Lo had a 20 ball. And yeah. the night before that, Rui had a 20 ball. And the night before that, Dennis Schroeder had 19, and Dennis Schroeder had another game where he had a, above 15, and D'Lo had another game with his above 15. These guards and Rui are really stepping up to put on points on the board, man. And it's great to see. It was unexpected. 
but if the Lakers keep on playing like this and you can keep on getting 15 to 20 a night from guys that you wouldn't normally expect to get it from, this team could go to the NBA Finals. Uh, and it was impressive. It was really impressive. Anthony Davis is having a hell of a series. I mean, dude's balling. It's great to see. Love to see him healthy. And it's amazing. I This is a great series. It's so much fun. Great basketball. So, uh, yeah, Chris, what's your take on the series, man? Oh, my gosh. You said it all. You said it all. You said it all. But one thing I do want to point out that I really, that I really truly agree with what you said was uh-huh. that every night since the Grizzlies series, yeah. somebody off the bench steps up major. Yes. Somebody, some role player steps mm-hmm. up majorly. Yes. And if they could continue to do that, if we could, I mean, like every night there is some like. Somebody named Austin Reeves, Dennis uh-huh. Schroeder, Rui. Somebody's in double digits or leading the pack with points that yeah. night. D'Lo had a twenty, had a couple twenty point games. Yes. Rui had a couple twenty point games. Mm-hmm. Austin Reeves had a couple twenty point games, 15, 20 point games. If you yeah. can get fifteen from Schroeder, from Schroeder, he's having a good series. You have series. a team. He's, he's having, having a great good... series. Yeah, it's so he's amazing. He's having a great series, and it's just crazy because like. When everybody was traded and this whole thing went down, everybody mm-hmm. was looking at the Lakers, and I was, and I'm even me, I was like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of faith in this team. I feel like they kind of like in a rebuild, but you have LeBron and AD, uh-huh. you can't be rebuilding right now. Yeah. So I wanted to see how it was going to play out, and let me tell you, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, and I'm uh-huh. being proven wrong right now because yeah. seriously, this Lakers team might be legit. Yeah, might just be legit. Yeah. I mean, look, they've had. Look, the Grizzlies, good matchup. This is a good matchup. Yes. And and this takes nothing away from the Warriors, but the Lakers are just playing so good right now. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. But on, on the other side of things with the Warriors, you are four-time champions with the same squad pretty much. Yep. Like the same nucleus. Mm-hmm. Steph, Dre, Clay. Yeah. The same nucleus. You have been a four-time champions with those three people. Yeah. How do you let how do you let a game in game time situation where we've seen the Warriors shine the most? Why how do you let that game get away from you? This the series, I mean, like, I'm happy it's 3-1. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I agree with you, Jason. It should be 2-2. Mm-hmm. It yeah. should be 2-2. Just looking at a couple of things in that, like, I'm gonna be super critical right now. It's like Curry, I understand you have the proverbial green light. It's, yeah. it's, it's super green, right? It's yeah. green, green. Like, I don't know how green, how much greener it can get. But that doesn't mean the first shot you take is a three, especially in a you're down one situation. Mm-hmm. In a down one situation where you're like, where you're like, you know, game on the line. You know what I mean? You don't take that shot. I'm not saying just once, Jason. He took it twice. <laughs> Yeah. He took it twice, back to back. Yeah. He took one, missed it, and took an even deeper one (laughs) and missed it. I mean, like, this is not... Look, I'm going to say this real quick, and it's just a joke, but damn it, when is Iggy coming back? (laughs) He's on the team. He's on the bench. I I know, and he's about to be cleared to play because, look, 
I agree with Max Kellerman now. Shoot, when the <laughs> chips are down and it all falls down, everything mm. breaks down, I want equal dollars taking the game when it's shot. Because clearly that is... <laughs> That's a hilarious way to troll. <laughs> <laughs> I want Eagle Dollar taking the shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, want Eagle Do- I want Iggy taking the shot. Yeah. He's going to be my game winning shot maker. Yeah. Because what the hell is going on with Curry right now? Yeah. True. All game, you've been getting exactly what you wanted. Like, this yes. is your game to win. Mm-hmm. You lost, not you as particularly, Curry, but the Warriors lost this game. Yeah. Lakers didn't beat them, per se. I they, agree. they stayed. They hung in there. They yeah. hung in there. I mean, seriously, hung in there. I mean, like it was going back and forth. But every time the Lakers would take the lead, like a one point lead, mm-hmm. here come the Warriors roaring back. Oh, we yeah. up six now because we didn't hit two straight threes. We we all over the place mm-hmm. defending. It, you can kind of suck the life out of the building when you do stuff like that. When you kind of just constantly you let them get a little bit and then you put your foot right back on their neck. That's kind of mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah. But in the late game, when the game was won, at that point. It was one. It completely broke down, and that—that's mm-hmm. something that you don't see too often from champions, no. from 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 past champions and possible future champions. Yeah. You don't you don't see that from a, from a championship level dynasty like the Warriors. You don't see True. that from teams like that. You don't see that. You don't see a complete utter breakdown when you're on the cusp of a win. Especially in a must-win situation, because you know the only team that ever came back three-one was the 2016 Cavaliers with LeBron James. So you know that it's going to be even harder to fight back from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Golden State has done this before, where they did come back three-one in the Western Conference Finals, in the the same season against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But yeah, it's a different did, team. Yeah. It's a different team now. You know, I I expect LeBron's too smart. The Lakers have too many guys that can get hot. There's going to be one game where they just shoot the ball, the the cover of the basketball, and they're going to win. It's, yeah, it's inevitable. This is the Lakers are going to move on. Their Lakers are going to make it the Western Conference Finals. <sighs> Jeez, man, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, great basketball. This play, these playoffs have been great basketball. It really uh, has been, honestly. So, where do you want to transition to? Because anywhere you want to talk about, I'm going to be hype about it. (laughs) From one Western Conference Finals team to another Western Conference Finals team, Nuggets, Suns. Man, when I think about Nuggets, Suns, I think that it's been a great series. We're talking about great TV. First things first, Devin Booker loses in his mind, dropping back-to-back at least 40 balls. I think one of them was 42. I think one of them was 47 off the top of my head. It could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think KD dropped 42 that game. Yeah. KD's haven't been have, playing great, too. Um, Jokic just dropped like 51-9 and nine and something ridiculous like that. I watched that game. That was crazy. The amount of shot-making. It was, it was insane. It was insane. It was like... Shot make, shot make, shot make, shot make. It was like, okay, yeah. what is this going to stop it? It just <laughs> never did. It never did. Yeah. Never stopped the whole game. Uh, you know, Devin Booker, KD, the, the ball is moving better in Phoenix. I would say that. I wouldn't say, yeah, I would say the ball is moving better in Phoenix right now. Um, I like the fact that they've they uh, put in TJ Warren off the bench and Terrence Ross. They're a little bit more of a shot creators. And but pre postseason, I was like, man, this team, this team strength strength is like the depth of shot creators because when you have TJ Warren come off the bench and guys like that add to their strength. Um, so I feel like that was a good adjustments that Monty made. You know, no CP three. I mean, we got what we expected. 
with Devin Booker and KD losing their minds and like being forced to put up a ton, ton of shots to try to win. And they won two games. It's 2-2 right now. It's a hell of a series. Uh, you know, Denver still has home court. So that's going to be good to see. I feel like an issue that Denver had is game one, they were pushing the pace to such a great extent that I felt like it led to them getting that win. And I feel like if they push that pace even higher or at the same level when they play at home, I don't think they're going to lose. But this series has been great. Uh, it's so hard to judge which, which team's going to win. It's, it's a real toss-up. Uh, but you know, Nikola Jokic is, he's putting on such a great performance that it might lead them to getting to the Western Conference Finals. And I definitely feel like guys like Michael Porter Jr., guys like Aaron Gordon, they're having good series. You know, they're, they're shot creating here and there. Bruce Brown is showing flashes of being able to come off all ball, you know, like Jokic with his guards usually likes guards that can cut and like hit dribble handoffs and all that type of stuff. And Bruce Brown is showing a little bit more offensive ability to play off the cut and play, be able to play when the dribble handoff and that type of stuff with Jokic. It's been nice to see. Uh, yeah, but this is going to be a great series. I mean, we both predicted Suns pre series, I think. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be so much fun to watch. So, uh, what do you think about the Suns Denver Nuggets? Suns Nuggets is very interesting for me because yeah. like <clears throat> it seemed like that first game, and I think we talked about this the last episode, was you know, with it is kinda like we kind of came to the same conclusion that there was something missing, something mm-hmm. a little bit wrong with the Suns. Like they weren't clicking like they should be. And then yeah. CP3 goes down and now they look like a better team a little bit. Like a little bit like the ball is moving a lot better right now. I will give you that. That is, that's a great point that you made. The ball is moving a lot better. Um, you know, Devin Booker is getting a, is, is really knocking them down right now. So is KD. They're playing great. They're, the bench is really stepping up a lot. Um, like the TJ Warrens and um, mm-hmm. Terrence Ross, especially like you thought they would, because like the big point here is that the the, the big point with this team is that they have a lot of shot creators, people mm-hmm. who can create their own shot, so it makes it really easy mm-hmm. um, for everybody. Um, but the Nuggets right now, I mean, they're playing great too. It's a great series. I kind of was leaning more Nuggets. Oh, okay. I think I said this. I think I was leaning more Nuggets. Okay. Um, just. Because I was just like, you know, with Jamal, after that first game, when I saw how Jamal Murray was playing, I was like, I could see this. I could see, I could see the Nuggets taking this series. Um, so if if they can get that, especially like with Jokic, the way Jokic is playing right now, like Jokic is playing out of his mind. I think he, I think it was fifty three and nine, Jay. I think it was fifty three and nine mm-hmm. that he had in a, in a loss. Um, but still, if you're playing like that, I mean, it's it's. And you hitting those kind of numbers with the team that you have, I feel like there's it's way possible for you to reach the Western Conference Finals, and we could see a repeat um, of something of, of in the bubble. So, um, I'm just kind of I'm on, I'm not on the fence about it. I, I'm going Nuggets all the way. Okay. Um, to the West. I mean, not through the West, but at least to the Western Conference Conference Finals. Okay. Against the Lakers. That's that's how I see it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. St- uh, I choose the Suns, so I might as well stick with the Suns. Uh, but it's, it's definitely fifty fifty. It's it's so crazy, you know. Uh, yeah. You ready to transition to the East? 
Yeah, I think the best one to start with would be with your favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers oh, and the Celtics. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to talk about this. And I'm so glad that you said your favorite 76ers, because even though they're not my favorite team, it's just a running joke. James Harden's one of my favorite players. And He's crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going crazy. I know, I know. So, you know, game one... The unexpected happened. I wasn't even really going to tune into that game. I was going to watch it afterwards. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go do something else. And then, you know, you get done. And you, I check my phone the next day to start watching these games back. And I see 76ers won game one. Like how? Like Joel beats hurt, right? And it was James Harden drops 45. And then you start to see he's getting hot and he's feeling it. And he's looking like... Like, where did the aggressive James come from? Also, mm -hmm. that pull-up mid-range, he did not have that in his bag before this year. It's really helping him become, like, a three-level scorer and kind of, like, yeah. have a, a counter-attack to, like, going to the rim all the way when he's driving to the basket. It's really, really effective. Um, and aggressive James is a scary James because... It makes the 76ers so ridiculously tough to beat because now it's about the opposing fort, like the gravitational pull of James Harden. When he was on the Rockets, was the issue was when you're guarding him, he's going to find the shooters on the corner, right? But mm -hmm. when it's Joel Embiid and James Harden, but Joel Embiid's near the basket and James Harden's on the perimeter, it's like, how do you guard those two gravitational forces at once while also guarding the shooters? And they just become so ridiculously tough. Um, you know, game two and game three, you know. I mean, game one, it was surprising also because Boston didn't seem like they were playing with 100% energy. And, like, 76ers stole game one. But, you know, the Boston Celtics are definitely looking like the better team still. And Jalen Brown's playing amazing. And Jason Tatum's playing amazing. And the guards are shooting the poo out of the ball. and. But in game four, we see it again, right? Where James Harden drops 42, and it's just like, what What can you do when he's playing like that? There's just nothing like Mark Marcus Smart, DPOY guy, Malcolm Brogdon, all-defense, third-team level guy, Derek White, you know, like all these guards, you would think, okay, like James Harden's not going to score. Jalen Brown wants to take the initiative we're trying to guard James Harden. Nope, James Harden's still gonna get buckets, right? Like, yeah, it's insanity. And once he starts cooking, all the shooting options become easier. It's easier to kick it to the corner, PJ Tucker. It's easier to kick it to the corner to Tobias Harris. It's easier to kick it to um, George Niang, and it's easier for Tyrus Maxey to attack the basket. Like when James is cooking, everything about the 76ers fits much better and becomes much more scary. And that's like, okay, well. Oh shit, Joel Embiid. Duh, he's the MVP. Fuck, how do we stop both of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And if Doc can keep on getting James into his rhythm, because, like, James is a rhythm shooter. You know what I mean? Like, he needs yeah. the volume to get in his rhythm to kind of get a feel for, like, okay, the defender is going to guard me like this. Once I make my steps like this, I'm going to get these open shots, right? But it takes him a few shot attempts to get in a feel for the game. You know what I mean? And. Like, if he's going to be allowed to play aggressive and he can keep on playing this way, the 76ers can pull off the upset. Like, 
Yeah. This can happen. They got a lot of momentum. This series is definitely changing. This Philadelphia 76ers team are also going through a growth. And I think part of the reason is also PJ Tucker. Like, late in the game when there was like a minute 20 left in the last game of game four, last game we were able to see, like, Joel Embiid get it, got his shit stuffed by a few times by Al Horford, and he just looked a little bit more passive. And then after, like during an intermission or like a, a break or like something went out of bounds, PJ Tucker is like yelling at Joel Embiid, and you know he says after the game is like, "Oh, you can't play like that. You can't play passive. Nobody can guard you when you're playing, you know, aggressive. You can't do this shit right now." Like he was yelling at Joel Embiid, and that's yeah. an intangibles of a guy who's an NBA champion, right? Like he's Mm-hmm. He was on the Milwaukee Bucks, like guarding their other team's best of offensive player. Like, there's a lot of intangibles that if PJ Tucker and they just keep on, there's just there's something to something to momentum in basketball. And James Harden is found something, and if he could just ca- keep cold lightning in the bottle, he doesn't have to average forty a game, right? Nobody can do that, right? But yeah. If you can drop 30 here, 30 there, this is going to be really different because it's Embiid with a James Harden that's dropping 30 is just so gosh darn this hard to stop. And the Suns can pull off, I mean, the 76ers can pull, this, pull off this upset. It's going to be a great series. It's all, It's been a great series. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, it's the most surprising thing in the playoffs. Like, nobody would have expected James Harden doing this. This most surprising thing. What are you thinking, Chris? I couldn't agree more, but I'm about to tell you why, <clears throat> right? Okay. The reason why the 76ers is winning is solely because James Harden, okay? It, it's yeah. literally James Harden's show, and I'm going to tell you exactly what. I know what you're about to say, but l- hear me out right now, right? Al Horford has been guarding the poo. <laughs> Out of Joel Embiid to the best of his abilities. I mean, like, really been holding him to a. I mean, like, this is the MVP. You know, like he's like he's been holding him to like, you know, low (laughs) twenties. You know, stuff like that. Like he's he's getting that. He's getting into him like twenty points. I mean, like for a Joel Embiid player who can drop forty, maybe fifty points. You know what I mean? A game. You know, because when he's playing at his best, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's good. That's good holding. But the problem with the set with the Celtics is that. When you hold Joel Embiid, you think, oh, we have a chance to win. But here comes James Harden, mm-hmm. and he's, I mean, basketball is a team sport, without a doubt. But yeah. James Harden has won games by himself before, so it's nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you can hold Joel Embiid down, now you force a guy who has led a team by himself to beat you, and he, he knows how to do that. He yeah. knows how to just be a super aggressive guy, not have to worry about, okay, listen, this is it. I have the green light on whatever I want to do right mm-hmm. now, and mm-hmm. I'm cooking. He, he needs to just bring back the cooking dance just for the playoffs right now because <laughs> he's, he's been doing that. Yeah. He's been literally cooking. And this is and this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna say is because the Celtics, it, it cracked the code on Joel and B. Surprisingly. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, look, we could stop him. But by stopping him, you force another guy. To step up major and he's used to doing it this isn't new to him so yeah. i'm gonna give you this jason if you said the 76ers have a chance i truly believe that as long as james harden can keep the momentum going yeah with the game with game one he set the tone 
right? He put on his leadership hat. I never seen him do that before. He put on a leadership hat and he was like, guys, listen, don't celebrate this only one game. We still got we got we got a couple more games to go. Yeah. Right? Don't celebrate yet. And I was like, wow, I was taken aback. I was like, I didn't know he had that in him. Mm-hmm. And then now they pushing toward now they two two. And then once again, James Harden is is rolling. I mean, rolling. He was rolling that entire game, but I mean, like for another forty ball, and you just like yeah. now you kind of now you have the favorite kind of thinking like, yeah, I don't know anymore. Yeah, and that's not a great place to be in the playoffs. Yeah, especially when it gets a team like this that where if you can hold one, the other can definitely beat you. It's not like okay, I'm holding you down, and then like. The other guy could possibly beat me. No, he can beat you mm-hmm. by himself. Yeah. And this is just if, and if this is going to be a a trend, then I'm sorry, Celtics, Boston fans out there. The Boston Celtics were the favorite, but they could. This could be an upset. Well, it's not truly an upset. It's like a second, third seed, but still, the Sixers can run away with this and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and then they they play Miami, right? Yeah, they would play. Which Miami. It looks like, yeah. And who would win that? I think the Sixers. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sixers in the NBA Finals for the first time against the Lakers. That would be great to see. Um, I have one quick wow. thing to say before we transition to the Heat versus Knicks. Is uh, Doc Rivers complained after the game about the obvious Jason Tatum push-off. And the, you know what I mean? Like complaining to the refs about... You can't do that even if it's late in the game and Jason Tatum hit the three. I would just like mm-hmm. to say to Doc, you're completely right, right? But for the history of basketball time, this has been happening. You know, just because Mike Budenholzer doesn't, didn't complain about it, let's act like Jimmy Butler did not throw Pat Connaughton so far out of the way when he was falling backwards. Yeah, the reason why Jimmy Butler was falling backwards when he hit that alley-oop was because he threw Pat Connaughton with all of his strength, and Pat Connaughton slid across the floor, floor and he hit that game winner against the Bucks that yeah. sent the Bucks home. All right, MJ did the mm-hmm. same thing. Game six or seven, NBA Finals against Utah Jazz. He throws their guard defender on the floor before hitting that game winning shot. Right, like it's a part of the game. It's an odd thing. So I, even though Doc was right, I don't think like it's something that's going to change. Yeah. I will say this just to just to comment on what you said. I feel that in most cases it's very subtle mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, but you can literally see his arm, and the only reason they didn't call it is because you didn't see full extension. But you clearly seeing like the push off. Like, even in like you can't fake the push off. I mean, not like fake it, but you can't fake mm-hmm. it like, oh, I'm blind, I couldn't see it. You can clearly see that he pushed mm-hmm. off. It was very awkward too, Duh. the push. Because normally Duh. the push goes into like a push and you do a move, mm-hmm. you get you create space and you make it look like, oh, this the move created space. No, it was very obvious that mm-hmm. you pushed and then shot the ball. Yeah, true. Agreed. And it, it's a foul. But nobody's ever gonna call it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was obvious though. That was the most obvious yeah. blatant push I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was very obvious and blatant. Yeah, it's a it's a unique wrinkle in the sport of basketball. Late, late game situations, yeah. let they're gonna sure. hide the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready to transition to the uh, Heat Knicks? Yeah. 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 Man, Heat Knicks series, you know, right now the Miami Heat are up 3-1. Going to probably close it out in the next game. 
you know, the the Knicks, it was, it's amazing to see. First things first, you know, great job by the Miami Heat. Guys like Max Struess stepped up. Guys like uh, their point guard, Gabe Vincent, I want to say off the top of my head. Gabe Vincent. I think it's Gabe, Gabe Vincent. Gabe yeah, Vincent really stepped up, had a big series. Kevin Love has played his role really well as a three-point shooter and a rebounder. Really and, well. Um, yeah. And an intangible guy that's willing to take a few charges here and there. And Bam did a great job against Julius Randle. Um, but the weird thing is, is like Tom Thibodeau was able to make defensive adjustments to the Heat offense, but it was clear that he couldn't make any offensive adjustments to the Miami Heat defense. Um, yeah. You know, the Knicks had two games where they shot 20% from the three-point line. They lost both of those games. Nobody's going to win games when they shoot like that. Just the inability to throw wrinkles and to throw different things at the Miami Heat defense. And um, it just felt like the same old, same old. And it's not like Jalen Brunson didn't have a good series, because he did, right? Julius Randle had a really good series as well. So did so did R.J. Barrett. Like, R.J. Did Barrett did very well, considering the fact that he was getting guarded by Jimmy Butler. So, you know, but... The other guys had really bad series. Emmanuel quickly, oh dear goodness, that was bad. Uh, the Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartstein got pushed around in the paint like it was nothing. Obi Toppin had a really bad series. Their bench really went through the series. Quentin Grimes had a rough series. Josh Hart had a pretty solid series as well, but you know it's. It's it's a learning process. It's, you know, maybe Tom Thibodeau just needs a guy that's an offensive coach specifically as, like, his number one assistant. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Thibodeau's never been a def- defensive guy, so that could be a long-term issue. But, you know, the Knicks, Knicks had a great run. And the Miami Heat, though, they, they played harder than them. They outcoached them. They outthought them. They outsmarted them. They outhustled them. They outdefended them. Right. And, you know, it's hard to beat a team when, you know, the Miami Heat just really stepped up. The, the role players yeah. in the Miami Heat stepped up a lot. Everybody had a great series. Jimmy Butler had a pretty great series for, for himself. And uh, even though he looks banged up, he, he feels like he gets hurt every game. <laughs> you yeah. see him limping around every game. Uh, so. But yeah, the Miami Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's great to see. It's been a great series. And uh, yeah, that's what I think about that series. What do you think, Chris? Oh, yeah. The Miami Heat, without a doubt, are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, I will say that as a Knicks, I mean, not as a Knicks fan, but as somebody who was like, okay, the Knicks have a chance here. Um, I would say that going forward, um, I wouldn't hold my head too low on this one. Yeah. Um, because there are some bright spots there, you know, like, you know, that when Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle going for it, when they're playing at their best, you can beat a, you can beat a lot of teams. True. The problem that happened, especially in game four was that Julius Randle got into foul trouble. Now there's nobody to really go back and forth with Bam, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, kind of play against him a little bit. Yeah. And that allows him to eat a little bit more. And then, then the defensive, the defensive side of things, which you definitely hit the head, the nail on the head was that the. You know, like we know they these teams can both hit offensive highs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when the you, know, you can't get past us, when you can't you know make the adjustments as a coach to combat the defense that is being thrown at you, mm-hmm. then you can't win a game that way. Um, 
and Spo is just an incredible coach. He's a top ten, top five coach in my opinion. Oh like, yeah, of all time. Like he's that kind of coach because yeah. to to take a team that we didn't think that they were going to win, <laughs> it was like oh easy road for the Bucks yeah. to eliminate the Bucks and then this cruise pat. I mean not you know gentlemen sweep a Knicks team that you know in all fairness I thought had a chance. Yeah, me too. To go back to the. To go back to the Eastern Conference, yeah, we both thought he had a chance. Like to go back to the Eastern Conference Finals is amazing. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm happy. Uh, it's going to be great basketball. I know this last game is going to be hard fought. Um, but yeah, I just can't wait to see who they who they go against in the uh, in the um in the finals because clearly they're going to win this one, and it could be the Sixers. Who knows? And if the Sixers heat, uh, we could have a problem there, Houston. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so much fun to watch these. You know, I, I that I'm definitely glad that you came up with that same point because I'm coming back to the same core point. Is man, you got to be thankful as a basketball fan to have playoffs like this. Like yeah. every game's good. There's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so many shocking turns in these playoffs. There's so many great series. There's so many great moments and. uh you know, it's great to be an NBA basketball fan this series. And uh, I do have a quick question for you. Quick question. What's up? Specifically in the playoffs, who's the best top five players, in your opinion? Just in the playoffs, the way they're playing in the playoffs, nothing, regular season, nothing. Within this playoffs, that are left. That are left. Top five. In, in any order, because I don't want to do an I don't want to do an order. You don't want to do it in order? Oh, okay. If you want to, cop, I mean, wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'll give it to you in order. Okay. 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 In my order. Yeah. So I would say, surprisingly, I will say number one, Joker. Yep. Okay. Good. Nice. I would say number one is the Joker. I would say this is crazy because my top three might be all centers. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, wait, I would say number two has to be... Actually, no, no, no. One number one will be Joker. Number two has to be, like, James Harden. Wow, okay, okay. Um, Number three... <clears throat> hold on a second. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's kind of difficult. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, go back, go back. Okay. Number one, Joker. Yep. Number two, Jimmy. Number three, um, give me AD. Okay. Number four, Book. Okay. Number five, Harden. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. All right. Yeah. There's so many players stepping up. That is no real wrong answer. Uh, yeah. I'd agree with you. Top two, Jokic one, Jimmy Butler two. Uh, I'll walk a different path here from this point on. Uh. I'm going to go ahead and stick Embiid there. I think Embiid's been very consistent. Uh, I'm going to go agree with you, Devin Booker, four. And James Harden's only had two games where he's, like, blown off the, you know, lost his mind. So I'm going to go AD5. We have basically the same players in just different order. Yeah. Except except Harden. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to watch. Great basketball, man. Sit back and enjoy. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Truly, there's some games tonight. I think the Celtics- 76ers are playing the Celtics right now. 76ers up yeah. by like 10 at the end of the first quarter. James Harden, I think, has already had, if I'm counting off the top of my head, seven 
to nine points already. He hit like a deep ass three with like two seconds left of the shock puck. It was dirty. <laughs> if the Sixers go up three two, I might I'm gonna be a believer. I have the Sixers going, possibly beating. I have the Sixers with the upset. I'm gonna switch it around because even though I chose the Celtics, I'm like I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. If they go up three two, I'm leaning more Sixers than I am right now because like I'm in the middle. I will it's give amazing that. basketball. It's it's yeah. such a good basketball. It's just it's great to watch. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You, you got anything to... else you want to say, man? Nah, man. I got nothing else. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. <clears throat> uh, keep on liking, sharing the podcast, uh, rating, reviewing. It really helps us grow. Uh, or just listening helps us grow as well. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you should listen for the enjoyment. Uh, so, yeah. Just keep on watching these games with us. We'll keep on giving you guys breakdowns of the playoffs give you some insightful nuggets like we always do and uh let's all sit back and enjoy man these are great to watch very very good games coming up um we could have a first time sixers this sixers team as currently constructed in a finals possibly so it's gonna be very interesting going forward we Mm -hmm. may see the lakers beat the warriors we could see we've already seen a couple upsets already so i mean who knows it's amazing all right yeah. It's definitely amazing basketball right yeah. now. So keep tuned in. Stay locked in with us. Yeah. We'll continue to give you these great breakdowns. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So I'm Chris Mommy. I'm Jason Collins. Peace. Ouch. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.